I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. Uh, Look, the season is still uh, indefinitely postponed. And so, you know, there are not that much necessarily uh, actively to talk about, especially since most of it is kind of depressing. So I decided to get... Alex Wong on the podcast to cover the top 10 games of this season. Whether that gets continued or not, uh, we'll see. But there's always, always, already been a lot of very, very good games. So, Alex, thank you for doing hey. this. Yeah, who, who canceled during the pandemic that you uh, had to bring me on? The NBA canceled, so, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, okay. Is, yeah. this is where we're at. So, uh a couple things here. The top 10. Uh, I made this list. I wanted Alex to come up with the 10, and then I was going to come up with 10, and then we were going to average it out. But Alex said that's too much work, so. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. I didn't know we're giving <laughs> giving the listeners the, uh, how you know, how the sausage is made process here. <laughs> no, this is, this is, this is, this is run it back in reverse. Run it back is completely, you're, 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 you're calling the show, you're writing the script, uh, and, and I just show up. You're like, wow, you're like the- Kyle on Pascal. <laughs> I, I didn't know I was walking into a slander pod, man. I don't know you're missing it that much. Um, oh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, if, if people have issue with the list, all right, you got the beef has got to come to me, not to Alex. So, uh, we're going to go from the best game to the 10th best game. And then also, honestly, just in the process of trying to get to 10, uh, it was really difficult. I had to, I just like made like a, like a Google Keep sheet with like the tick boxes and you can move up and down and stuff. And I was just collecting through all the wins. And originally, I had 20 games that were in contention. So that's how good this season has been uh, in terms of memorable moments. But number one on the list, I think this one's pretty obvious. But the 30-point comeback against the Dallas Mavericks, Raptors win 110-107. They were down 85-55. to Alex, you were there with me. Uh, What what was your mood? What what were you thinking during during this uh, one-sided blowout at the time? Yeah, no, I was ready to pack it up, maybe go home early. You know, they were, they were down 30 points. And I think this was on a Sunday yep. um, afternoon, if, if I have it correct. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the thing I definitely remember is the lineup that was on the floor in the fourth quarter. Mm. It was Kyle and four bench guys. And we're talking about deep bench guys. Like, yeah, I think yeah. that's the last time we saw Malcolm Miller play. Yo, that's your boy um, you right know, there. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Malcolm Miller. That's your boy too, man. Yeah, that's right. That's my boy too. Yeah, actually. Represent. Spoke out spoke out against the Chinese virus, you know? Yeah. Um, we got that Malcolm Miller authentic jersey coming. But, yeah, I remember I remember just that lineup that, that was out there. It was Kyle and, and four bench guys. Mm-hmm. And the full court press, you know, pulled them all the way back. Yeah, it was actually really funny to see. First off, okay, so 30-point comeback is the biggest comeback in franchise history, Raptors franchise history. Uh, it was the biggest comeback in the NBA for something like a decade, a decade plus. And so, but the thing is, so much of that 30-point comeback came so quickly because, as you mentioned, that, that full-court press, the Mavericks just didn't have a good answer to it. Like, so uh, in that game, the Mavs didn't have Luka Doncic. And so, obviously, he's their primary ball handler. And I don't think it will work as well with a very capable, very tall ball handler. Um, but because they didn't have one, 
And because the Raptors basically had nothing else, they decided to just blitz the hell out of them. And they went on a 28-8 to run over the next five minutes after going down 30. So immediately went from a 30-point game to a 10-point game. And my thing with this game is just, I remember the crowd, man. The crowd was amazing. Like, nobody left. Nobody yeah. left, and people were cheering, like, not necessarily in reaction to the comeback. They were cheering to spur the comeback. Um, yeah, that was that was great. Uh, Kyle Lowry, I thought, honestly, I, I wrote at the time in, in 10 Things uh, that this was Kyle Lowry's finest performance that I've seen. And I, I honestly, you know, it, it's a little bit of hyperbole because I, I, I can think of a lot of other great ones. Um, but also, it's it's on that level in terms of, like, this is an all-time classic Kyle Lowry game. Oh, for sure. And I think it just speaks to everything that we always talk about, the things that we don't appreciate mm-hmm. Kyle about, right? Like, yeah. you know, the defense and then the fact that you can throw any four guys out there and Kyle's able to prop up those lineups. It's funny. I was looking at the box score and, you know, all the starters except for Kyle were like in the minus 20 range mm-hmm. in the plus minus. And then obviously the bench guys, <laughs> Boucher, Rondé, Malcolm Miller and Terrence Davis were like plus 19, plus 29. Terrence Davis was a plus 31. Yep. In, in 23 minutes. The other specific moment I remember, too, was Rondé hitting a free throw in the fourth quarter. I don't mm. know if you remember this. Like, it bounced off the rim and it went in, and he gave, like, a Tiger Woods. Oh, yes. Like, up, up, uppercut <laughs> fist pump. Like, that was such a great moment. Like, he just made, Ron- like, a 54 putt. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, t- for, shout out to Rondé, but for Rondé, a free throw is a 50-foot putt. Oh, well, uh, come on. No, that's a layup, man. So. That's, a, that's a right-handed layup. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was a cool moment too. But you're right, man. Like mm. just thinking back to the crowd, I think just a general statement about the fans. I feel like there's just a lot of that championship energy or whatever you want to call it this season, and that this team really does like never say die. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you want to throw the fact you know you got to play 48 minutes and things like that. But like the full court press was legit something during this season that had the fans really excited because it worked more often than not. Yeah, I guess the yep. one thing I was going to ask you about it is like what. Like, from what you've seen, like, from this season, like, what exactly are the Raptors doing with the press that's actually making it so hard for these NBA teams? I think it's honestly just, um, A, the Raptors are prepared to press. So it's not even just, like, a panic but like move. Like, oh, uh, we have no other options. Let's throw it out there and try. Because when you see teams press, it's pretty clear they haven't really practiced it. They're not really that uh, attuned to doing it. And so they end up failing. You really need to be coordinated to press. Um and so, you know, I think Nick is just necess- a guy who is just really, he thinks outside the box. Like, he does things that are different than other coaches, right? And we, you see, like, the way the Raptors play defense. Like, first off, the Raptors are just good defensively because they have very smart uh, veteran leaders who can organize the defense. You know, you look at Kyle, Mark, uh, pretty much everybody in the, in the rotation is a good defender. Uh, they're all athletic. They can all, um, you know, they all know their assignments as well, too. So it's just, like, a really well-drilled team. But it's also just, like, Nick really throws in curveballs. Nick is like a, a Mark Burley type of coach. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. Okay, Tim Tim Wakefield. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a RA Dickey. All right, he's he's throwing that, that that knuckleball at people. And full court press is like a basketball equivalent of a knuckleball. Like you're not necessarily used to doing it, and that's why it's like so impressive that it did it with the third stringers. Because look how good even the freaking third stringers were drilled at doing something like this. You know, the Maps are a very well coached team. And the Raptors just made them just basically piss their pants. It was it was an incredible display. Also, yeah, shout no out Chris NBA, Boucher, man. Shout out Chris Boucher. No, no NBA team should blow a thirty point lead in the second half. No, is all I'm saying. No, no, in the last twelve minutes of a game. 
Yeah, no, incredible win. Yeah, no, I think it deserves the number one spot for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Kyle with 32 points in that game. Boucher with the uh, with the dunk to sort of seal it. Uh, Boucher also had like three block threes in that stretch. Shout out Chris Boucher for being like, per minute wise, like the best three-point shot blocker in the NBA. I, I It's it's really an incredible skill. Um, the second list, the second win I have on this list. That one, this one's tough because I think number one I thought was pretty clear. Just because like the historical aspect, everything like that. Number two was difficult because I had, um, ultimately I settled with the Raptors beating the Sixers. This is also at home. Also, uh, you and I were there for it. Um, but I also had the Celtics win and the Lakers win in contention here. Uh, just for you, would, would you have put the Sixers on this list, number two? Um, I think I would have gone with the Celtics. Okay. Um, or, or even the Lakers ahead. And the only reasoning, I mean, we can do this a million ways, but my reasoning is just that I feel like the Celtics and Lakers are better teams. Yeah, fair enough. And, and you know, all three games, I think the common thread for those three games was obviously the Raptors were missing key players. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the Celtics win, I mean, you want to talk about the Celtics one first or no, you want to go with the Sixers? I'm going to go with the Sixers just because okay. I, I had the number two. My, my reason for this game is that it's the one where you remember the most like tidbits about, right? Like first off, uh, the, the situation, no Kyle Lowry, no Serge Ibaka, uh, no Pat McCaw, which may or may, may or may not have been a positive in this case. And also no Matt Thomas. You know, I had to throw that in there for us, you know, so no, I appreciate it. I appreciate brand. it. On brand. Appreciate it. Um, Appreciate so they were they were they were really shorthanded, and at the time, don't forget the Sixers were thought of at least in preseason, and this was a, a game in November, um, so it was close enough. Where the thought at the time was that the Sixers were actually going to be the best team in the East because they have four max contract players, right? Um, l- let's let's overlook the fact that all their max contract players are power forwards or centers, um, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Uh, that's you know in the circumstances and then you know i think the ending of that game was really great uh because you have pascal uh coming up clutch making a great play uh in terms of that that going right against al horford and then also blocking uh simmons's pass uh to really seal it and then dunk it at the end and then also you got joel and b going scoreless so there's just like a lot of things that like viscerally came to mind for me when i thought about this game i was really excited Basically, yeah. wh- whichever whichever game I did a slander pod for, that's these are the top ones. <laughs> no, that's fair, and there's plenty to slander on this one. I mean, um, and beat obviously the the old for eleven mm. performance, but you know you're right. Like obviously the Sixers got a lot of hype going into the season, and this was their first time coming back to to Toronto. Obviously, right, since, right, right. You know the game seven, and it was like okay, this is the time for them to make a statement, and you would expect them to maybe even just blow out the, this Raptors team who, yep. who didn't have a lot of their guys. And it just didn't happen. And, you know, this was a win where I think at least for me, I mean, it was early in the season. I think the Raptors were still unbeaten at home at the time. Like that kind of gave a sense of, you know, what this Raptors team could be. And and especially against the Sixers, it was one of those things where, okay, like the the two teams are a lot different Mm -hmm. roster wise since they last met. But I would still very much give the Raptors an edge, you know, in, in any playoff matchup. Yeah, and look, I mean, I, I think the start of this game was Pascal, but obviously Mark's defense against Embiid was great. Uh, it also really showcased, this is during that stretch where the Raptors kept shutting down every number one option, mm-hmm. right? Nick Nurse mm-hmm. uh, got a lot of praise at the time because he had to get really creative with his defense. Um, but yeah, they had, they were, they were I, I you know, I watched back some of the highlights. They were really doubling Embiid a ton. Uh, really, really good at just sending help. Uh, the Sixers also have a lot of guys who can't shoot, so... Uh, it's a little easy to send help. And, you know, one of my favorite things about this is um, 
Embiid was struggling so bad that in the fourth quarter there, there was a technical foul called on the Raptors. And normally Embiid wouldn't shoot that free throw. But then they were like, you know what, Embiid? You have zero points. Let's try to get you going with this free throw here. And he missed, <laughs> and he missed that technical free throw too. <laughs> you forgot too. The best moment was when I believe it was Terrence who fouled Josh Richardson uh, on, on a three-pointer. And then Josh Richardson missed all three of his oh, free throws. that's right. In the fourth quarter. And then oh, the crowd. Right. Like, I don't, I mean, we've heard, obviously, we've heard the fans louder. But yeah, like, yeah. I don't think for a regular season setting, like, that was like a rare moment. Yeah. of uh, That was one of the all-time ball don't lie moments. Actually, though, yeah, that was that was yeah. that was that's a great call. Um, and yeah. also, you know, Fred Van Vliet was really good in this one too, uh, which is great because he had like eleven points total against the Sixers, I think, last year. I watched oh, game, yeah. I watched Game Seven again recently, and I was like, wow, Fred has been great here, and he had like four la- uh, four free throws. That's it. Yeah, it's tough. Rondé had a good game too, but yeah, that was a that was a really. That was a really satisfying win, and and obviously the iconic image of, of Pascal wrapping it up with that breakaway dunk. Right? Yeah, exactly. No, it was. Uh, I, I think this is probably just the most slander worthy one, but uh, I, the other two that we talked about, the Celtics and the Lakers, I had the Celtics number three. This okay. is Raptors one thirteen uh, ninety seven blowout win in TD uh, Garden. Again, no Pascal Siakam, no Matt Thomas, no Nor- uh, Norman Powell, and no Marcus All. So you're short. At least three starting caliber players, and then also Matt Thomas. Um, I don't know why that sounded like slander. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, just just leave them off if that's the type of things you're gonna say. You know. <laughs> sorry, uh, you're, you're you're missing three starting caliber players and the highest career three point percentage in the NBA. That's correct. Yeah, uh, that's facts. Um, so one of the reasons I put this on the list is not just that they beat the Celtics, and not just that they avenged loss on Christmas Day where the Raptors realistically got smacked up by the Celtics. Um but the Raptors faced a 32 to 17 disadvantage in foul calls. The Celtics got the Raptors got called for 32 fouls, the Celtics got called for 17. When have you ever seen a disparity like that? Tony Brothers calling the game obviously in TD Garden, you know, something things are going to happen. The Celtics had twice as many free throws, and I think that on top of the fact that the Raptors are so short-handed and coming back to avenge a loss on the road uh, made this made this super satisfying. What was your uh, what's your what's your favorite memory from this game? Yeah, no, you know the foul, uh, the discrepancy that literally just always happens when the Raptors play in Boston. Yeah, um, like like Mark Wahlberg could trip Kyle like courtside and it'd be a jump ball. Um, but what I remember from this a lot, actually, you know, I think Kyle came out of the gate and really set the tone uh-huh. and, um, you know, he finished with 30 points. Um, O'Shea Brissett, I think had a really good run yeah, in this game. He did. Uh, um, he played 15 minutes. I think he came in and just grabbed like a bunch of boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and also this was like one of the better, maybe the, probably the best Pat McCaw game. Bro, listen, <laughs> I, I went back to watch the highlights. All right. Yeah. So McCaw in this game ends with 18 points, seven rebounds, eight assists. So first off, almost a triple double against the Celtics. The Celtics yeah. almost all helped Pat McCaw have a triple double. Um, but midway through the third quarter, Matt Devlin said, Pat McCaw is having the game of his life after he had hit 12 points. <laughs> what does that say about yeah. you? If no, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna lie. I almost uh, picked him up in my uh, salary cap fantasy league after that game. Uh, oh my god! It was uh, no. It was a really satisfying win because Christmas Day was a real dud. Yeah, it was. Um, I think everybody got obviously worked up because we finally got a game, mm-hmm. and then we were coming in, 
shorthanded, and the Celtics just really took it to us. Yeah. Um, Jason J- Tatum J- and his, yeah. Bro, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having to see your sideburns and Jason Tatum sideburns was not a you know not the way to open up Christmas Day. Yeah, they're, they're looking like yours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, watch running yeah. back. Alex is growing sideburns. He's, uh, yeah, watch it only for the sideburns. Uh, apparently, I look like Mike Shinoda now. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, no, that was a satisfying win, and I feel like a lot of these fall into different categories. Like these, I love. This was my favorite type of win for the Raptors, like on the road, mm-hmm. shorthanded, beating a quality opponent. And then, you know, we'll go through the rest of the list, but they've had so many of those this year. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to the fouls thing. So O'Shea Brissett, uh, I wanted to highlight him because obviously he doesn't have that many other moments this season. But um, on a two-way contract, comes in, he's grabbing huge offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter to keep the Raptors ahead. Uh, while also getting stops on Kemba Walker and forcing Jason Tatum into a shot clock violation. Uh, but the whole reason O'Shea Brissett was even in the game goes back to that foul thing. OG and Rondé were called for 12 combined fouls in 34 combined minutes. Yeah. 12 fouls um, in 34 minutes. Ridiculous, man. 32 to 17 advantage. Also, big shout out to uh, uh, to, to Jack Armstrong for uh, for basically just laughing at the officials during this uh, <laughs> during this shit show. Honestly, I Tony Brothers, man, listen. You know, I, I, I'm not even going to say it. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just just cool it, man. Try to have a job by the time this is all over. Yeah, yeah, just just, just a great veteran official. Yeah, who, who looks like right, a moving on. Uh, yeah, so number four, the Lakers. <laughs> this might be a little low because again, this is also one of those uh, one of those games with so many moments. Um, no Kyle and no Surge. This was super late on the West Coast. Raptors had just suffered uh, injuries to Kyle and Serge in that Pelicans game. That was the first game of that road trip. Um, and, yeah, it, it looked like the Raptors were not going to be able to do anything because the Lakers also undefeated at home at the time. I don't even th- I, I don't think they've had that many home losses anyway. Like, the Bucks went there recently, and they lost. Um, but, yeah, some, some great moments in this game. What, what was your favorite thoughts on this game? Because I, I have many. Yeah, I think Chris Boucher had a monster block in this one, right? Yo, he blocked and, LeBron and AD. Yeah, monster blocks. Terrence Davis hit a lot of big shots. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Lake, believe... the whole Laker bench was like screaming at him in one of those corner threes, and he just nailed it. Yeah, Matt Thomas with a five-point play at the end of the first quarter. Yep. Um, and this <laughs> was – and, you know, the context of this is like the Raptors had just beaten the Pelicans to start their road trip but lost Kyle and Serge, right? Yeah, yeah, at halftime. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone was saying, "Oh man, now they got to play the Lakers and the Clippers." And you know, this this was the first like never underestimate the heart of a champion winner this season. Mm. It wasn't the three times they beat Orlando in like a week. <laughs> Yo, honestly, man, I know I've been saying like, man, I'm never gonna take like sports for granted again. But if the first game back is Raptors Magic, I'm gonna skip it. I'm gonna skip it to shave my sideburns. All right. <laughs> Well, you're not trying to watch what Evan Fournier is saying? Yeah, like, uh, man. I was like, I was like, man, I'll never complain if it's Raptors-Hornets again. No, I take that back. No, no, no. I, I'll watch a Hornets game. Just not the last yeah. one the Raptors played against the Hornets. No, but Boucher, I think Boucher and Terrence Davis was what I remember. Because, like, mm-hmm. we were still finding out. I, I mean, at that point, we were like, oh, man, like, Nick only has, like, six guys. Like, no, 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 no. Like, no, no, no. make it through the whole season. Nick was yeah. saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this was when some of the bench guys started to step up. Yeah. No, this is the first game. Uh, Boucher, TD, and then Rondé is the guy you're leaving out who had a really good 15-minute stint 
Um, you know, he really came in and brought some energy. Uh, Boucher, uh, Terrence Davis, and Ronda have been like a nice little trio uh, all season. They've really done some things together. Uh, we matched them already earlier in the um, the thirty point comeback. Um, yeah, this game is this game is really weird. Okay, so a couple things like a Nick Nurse getting a ton of credit in this one because he plays this two three zone for most of the game that keeps James and Anthony Davis out of the paint. Uh, it was just a really smart move. Lakers, you know, they correctly identified that a lot of the other Lakers just can't do that much, you know, um, and, and they're limited. And if you can just keep LeBron and AD from getting to the paint, they can they can shoot a little, but really, if you get them out of the paint, um, you know, you can uh, really have a chance. And the Raptors using that two three zone really did work really well. Uh, Nick Nurse also that was the time he won his first coaching challenge. Oh, that's right. And he yeah. started like hugging everybody. Like it was, that's it was, right. it was hilarious. Like he hugged uh, Sergio Scariolo, he hugged Kyle Lowry, he hugged Nate Bjorkren, who was like, "Yo, yo, yo, yo come on, we gotta coach the team." Like, <laughs> uh, and then like Nick even hugged like a random Laker fan sitting courtside. Yeah, it wasn't Jack Nicholson, right? It was a random. No, I don't know who it was. I mean, he's probably famous because he's this, yeah. This guy's but... probably like a nine-time like Emmy winner, and we're just like some random. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, says here he's uh <laughs> <laughs> um no that 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 was um that was the first statement win because I remember they got they got beat by Milwaukee too, right? When they went into Milwaukee like really yep. early in the season. Yep. And I think there was just a lot of questions of like, all right, the Raptors are beating up these bad teams and this was their first big win against a winning team. Yeah. No, it was amazing. Also big shout out to Pascal too, because even though he went nine of twenty five the, the amount of energy he expended during that game, uh, it's just it's actually kind of just a reminder of like how much a maybe that the, the fatigue factor for Pascal wore on him, uh, and also maybe if the the groin injury that he suffered uh, later in this year against the Pistons sort of uh, took something off of him, but he was just going all out, man. Like in the fourth quarter, getting up to block LeBron at the rim, and then then leading the fast break and being the first one at the rim the other way, like. That kind of stuff is that's that's kind of stuff is where Pascal's at his best. And I, I feel like you know if he can learn to manage his energy a little better, um, it would be great. Uh, number five on this list. This one also has a chance to go higher, to be honest, because uh, just of the moment. But Raptors beating the Pelicans on ring night, one thirty to one twenty two in overtime. Uh, what were you, what were your memories? What was what was your day like on uh, on ring night? We almost never got to our seats. Yeah, no, I remember I was running uh, running with Keyshawn around the arena. Shout out, Keyshawn. Yeah. Um, we were trying to find the best angle. Well, he was trying to find the best angle to um, to take photos during the ring ceremony. Um, and I was just there to, you know, upload the photos with a ring emoji uh, caption um, as he was taking them. Uh, no, that's why, that's why uh, you got the big bucks, baby. <laughs> it was, um, no, it was, it, was a, it was a beautiful night. Like, honestly, when I was... When I saw this list, mm. I don't really remember much from the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I know they went into overtime. I think Fred hit some pretty big shots. Like Fred and Pascal had the big games. Yeah. But man, that that night was just a blur because we, were, you know, well, personally, I was just dealing with a lot of like the championship stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't remember much about the game. All right. Well, first off, <clears throat> Jody Mason, Eric Marlin were there. Jody Meeks was there. I remember seeing him courtside. I was like, yo, what's going on? Yeah. You're like, oh, man, is Nick going to play you again? Jody Meeks really made sure that he got the ring. Oh, that was also the night they gave Nav the ring at halftime. Yeah, there was oh, a lot yeah, going on. Right. There was a lot get, going on. And you couldn't get popcorn because he had to go photograph Nav's ring? 
<laughs> I love how my whole work process is being exposed right now. Yeah, you, you couldn't grab your second media dog of the day. <laughs> Dan Tillman's uh, like, oh, when this is all over, maybe we uh, we don't need Alex. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you know what? Honestly, I could have tweeted uh, one of Keyshawn's pictures with a ring. <laughs> this is going to be the most costly podcast of my career, but, you know, <laughs> it's fine. You know what I remember from this, too? And, like, looking at some of these early box scores, remember when Mark couldn't make one shot inside the paint for, like, Yo, six weeks? Yeah, actually, he came out with a three. <laughs> Came out with a three and three. Oh yeah, you started assigning him the triple triple. Yo, you got the pocket threes, man. This guy looked like uh, this guy looked like Daniel Negreanu. Mark, <laughs> well, you're back on your bullshit, eh? I, I, know, uh, I, I know you're watching poker after dark. Yo, shout out Antonio Espondiar, the, <laughs> the, the new the new Arun. Uh, what? I don't even understand that reference. I mean, I know who I he know. is, but. Actually, that's what Ahmed looks like now that he shaved off. Oh his beard. yeah, actually a little bit. Yeah, shout out Ahmed, yeah, man. Yo, he's he, got that. Yeah, quarantine got him acting different man, right now. Yeah, quarantine, quarantine gets to people, you know. Yeah, but was... it's a it's a good look, man. Shout out Ahmed. Yeah. Um, yeah, ring night was great. Uh, so Jody Meeks and Eric Marlin were there. Pascal and Freddie both with thirty four points. Remember coming into this game, people were like. Man, is Pascal Siakam really a max contract player? Like, we we don't know. Like, he only averaged like seventeen points a game last year. What if he wears down without pass without Kawhi being around? And then Pascal shuts up all the doubters with thirty four points and eighteen rebounds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that yeah. shit was crazy. Um, and then also just like you know a super geeky thing, but I, I reread uh, my ten things in preparation for this. Uh, and yeah, the Raptors ran a hammer play to get Fred an open three to force overtime, which is, uh, you know, you have one point guard on one side of the floor running towards the baseline and then throwing a baseline pass across to the the shooter who's coming, you know, behind a screen. And basically they've run that same action every single time they need a, a basket after a timeout. That's when their go-to play and it worked really well. Fred hit the corner three to force overtime. Uh, I also remember saying to you that, uh, you know, after seeing the banner and seeing the rings and just how emotional it was, <laughs> that I was never going to complain about things with the Raptors. Like, I, you know, like, you know, these things are trivial. Like, I've seen, I, you know, I, I know better now. And then, like, two minutes into the game, I was complaining about JJ Reddick's privilege. Yes, that was actually that was actually in my notes. I have a note here that says "white privilege will do." Uh, yeah, you, you you definitely were hammering. Uh, speaking of hammer play, you were hammering home the white privilege jokes uh, uh, all night long. What was the joke? Uh, uh, hey, you just was, kept yelling. No, it was no joke, baby. <laughs> yeah, JJ Reddick's my guy, but we gotta we gotta keep that on the low. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's your guy. Wow. Yeah. All right. uh, oh, anyways, yeah. So no, that was a. Uh, that was, that was a great night. No, you know, I'm going to be the guy who says it, though. You know, it would have been super cool if Kawhi was there. That's all. If Kawhi yeah. was still with the team. Yeah, it would have been. It definitely would have been. But, you know, uh, they still got the win regardless. And um, number six on this list, again, a lot of great options here. I'm going with Raptors, Pacers, Raptors 119, Pacers 118 oh, at yes. Scotiabank Arena. No Marcus All, no Norman Powell. Um, they were, at the time, going for the franchise record, which was uh, – 11 wins. They had already done that in 2018. They were already on 11. They were going for win number 12. However, they were down 10 with 2 minutes and 27 seconds left. And then uh, they come back. Uh, I mean, the play of the game, obviously, is Serge Ibaka with that 3 over the Montesquieu. And the defense at the end, though, in that last possession. Yeah, that's right. Um, That's right. um, But, yeah, you you know, huge win personally for me because... I predicted the twelve game win streak. Oh, that's and, right. And um yeah, yeah. wow, how quickly how quickly you youngins forget. No, but um 
you know, um, with two minutes left, I was definitely in my notes app drafting up a, a statement because uh, a lot of people on Twitter was waiting for the streak to end to call me out. So I had to get ahead of the narrative. Yeah. Um, so and, and I'd, honestly, the last two minutes was just a blur. And again, uh, remind me if I'm wrong. Did they use a full court press on that on the last two minutes? Uh, yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it worked again. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, like what's more impressive, honestly? Like, it's kind of comparable. Like, coming back from 30 with 12 minutes left and 10 with, like, two minutes left, it's kind of ridiculous, too, it's, you know? It's incredible, man. <laughs> um, yeah, wow, jeez. Uh, what, was, what was your statement going to be if you uh, – if you because uh, I remember seeing you draft that, you know? Um, yeah, no, I was um, – I, I just – you know, I was just going to apologize for everyone, you know, if they had put a parlay – you, you were gonna put um, the picture the of uh, Adam Sandler, <laughs> Adam Sandler in the back seat. Yeah, in the back seat. <laughs> Honestly, man, yeah, I, I promise to watch uh, at least one movie during this shutdown, All right. so I, I can make some new memes. But yeah, the last two minutes was just a blur. Like Surge hitting that three was just ridiculous because mm. wasn't wasn't the scarf stuff happening during this time? This was also the game Surge wore the big scarf. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes he wore the yeah, big scarf. That's right. And then he hits the game winning. Three, yep, falling down. Oh my uh, god, what a season! Man. Thirty point game, thirty uh-huh. points. Kyle had thirty two. Pascal twenty five. Yep. Um, you know that was a big research. Three. Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, uh, I've uh, so this is what NBA box scores look like. Eh? I haven't looked at one since <laughs> I uh, since I subscribed to the Toronto Star in nineteen ninety three. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so that remember the holidays. Oh well, was yeah, it, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The holidays were just like making well. It was mostly a Justin, Hol- I think. But they made every shot. Justin Holiday and Doug McDermott combined for nine three pointers. The the Pacers were at a franchise record, uh, or not yeah. a, a season record of how many threes yeah. they had made. Um, and I remember, I think Wolfon was at this game. You know, Wolfon's a big uh, Pacers fan. Yeah, it must be heartbreaking for him. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I think I, I'm not sure if he was at this game or maybe it was on Twitter. But you know, he was just like, "Well, the Raptors keep leaving them open. They're really good shooters." <laughs> and I'm like, "Bro, we're talking about." <laughs> Justin Holiday, man, like, come on! <laughs> he's wearing a sleeveless Hoosiers jersey while tweet, while tweeting this. Yeah, he's he's playing uh, point guard as TJ McConnell, who was also having a great game this game. My favorite, my favorite Wolf on story, and I'll be quick. Is um, the Clippers game when Kawhi came back? You know, everybody got to their seats on press row early just to see Kawhi get his ring. And as Kawhi is doing this, Wolfon pulls up his CMS and he's like, yo, I got to edit this Pacers piece and get it published. <laughs> like that is that is the Hoosier level yeah. dedication that, that this man has. Um, this was also the game where you first brought to me the comparison of Miles Turner to Andrea Bargnani, if you want to speak on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he has a lot of Bargnani tendencies. This game, if you go back and look at it, uh, he did not... Uh, <clears throat> He did, I mean, it just was not an impressive game for Miles Turner. What can I say? You know, uh, Sabonis has already kind of surpassed him a little bit, but uh, I'm just buying time because I want to pull up the box score for the real numbers here. Miles Turner shot 3 of 6 in 25 minutes with 7 rebounds, 2 blocks, minus 12, 6 points. This is a classic 2011 Barnani stat line. Didn't really play much defense because, as I mentioned, Serge had 30. Or, yeah, third, 30. Uh, and pretty much all he did was shoot bad threes. And you're just like, yo, what are you doing? You're seven feet tall. Like, do you have any post moves? And, you know, he doesn't. Also, somehow he was on Team USA last year. What was Greg Popovich doing, man? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why um, were your big men, <laughs> Miles Turner and Brooke Lopez? He also didn't call timeout at the end of, like, Game 7 against Denver. But anyways. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah so a great win there. Again, the, the comeback is the best part, man. The comeback was amazing. But... Uh, the, you know, just as a bonus, the, the you know the Raptors then 
played the Pacers again two days later uh, in Indiana, and they also won that one. That was also in strong consideration, but I don't want to have that many Pacers games on this list. Um, number seven, the Jazz. So the Raptors beat the Jazz 130-110. to 110. No Kyle Lowry, no Serge Ibaka. They were up 40 at halftime. And that's why I put this on the list, because 40 points at halftime is absurd. They were up 77-37. to 37. Dude, they got outscored by almost 20 points in the third quarter, and it was still a blowout. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. <laughs> yeah, um, that game was weird. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the 40 points... 40-point lead in the first half was pretty unprecedented. Yep. Um, but I remember it felt like it was kind of they were kind of cursed by that game because like they played oh, that yeah, game right, and then they right. like they like lost against Miami and Houston and then they went to Philly and lost. Yep. Um, but yeah, that I don't know I don't know what else to add. I mean we've we've uh, we've pwned the Utah Jazz <laughs> this season. So no, we have really owned the Jazz this year, man. Yeah. But um... just say just say pwned. Yeah. No one says pwned, man. I actually don't, I don't think I've said I don't think I've said pwned since like 2007, and that's when I was saying like Lee and stuff. With like, Yo, I gotta, I gotta bring, I gotta bring pwned back. Man. 1,337. I was saying that shit and, and spelling boobless on a on a calculator. Like, holy shit! I don't, I don't want to bring fli- this guy was flipping over his Texas instrument. Yeah, I wasn't. Trying, I don't want to bring this era back, man. I was on MSN Messenger like all day, like literally all day, running game MSN Messenger. Uh, um, so, yeah, any any specific moments from this for you? Yeah, so Pascal, 35 points in this one. Um, just absolutely unstoppable. Like the pull-up three at the end of halftime, just like draining the clock and then pulling up for three to make it a 40-point lead. It was nuts. Like this, the, the, the Jazz just had no answers for him. And also, the, the funny thing is, the context here is that Siakam was coming off that Orlando game where he shot 4 of 22, was just like mm. absolutely terrible. Norm Powell has to carry the team that night, and the Raptors escape Orlando with a win, despite scoring like 15 points. Um, so Siakam was really struggling. And coming into this game, you know, we were, you know, uh, at the pregame Nick Nurse press conference in that sweaty room. Um, and Nick's like talking about how, you know, every time Pascal struggles, he comes back with a big game and then bam, Pascal is 35. So, uh, it's just, it's just a great win, man. Just a great win. Again, 40 at halftime is absurd. Like it, I'd never seen anything like it. It was a Sunday night. It was all chill. Uh, nobody was stressed when the, the, like the, I think the jazz like scored like 15 straight or something. It was something dumb where they just cut immediately into the, into the lead. But this team, man, that was a great win. Yeah. Uh, okay, number eight. I got uh, the Raptors beating the Timberwolves, 137 to 126 for the Raptors. This is uh, at Scotiabank. I was not here for this one. I was uh, in Mexico City. It was the first, uh, first, yeah, it was the night I got there. Because um, my, my flight was at one. I landed. Uh, no, my, yeah, yeah my, whatever. I landed. It was my first night there. And uh, I wanted to have some, like, seafood. And then afterwards, I was like, you know what? I got to pull up this game. And, yeah, I, I really uh, am happy about that decision because this game was really great. I mean, the context here is the Raptors set the franchise record and a Canadian sporting record, Canadian professional sporting record was their 15th straight win. Uh, no surge, no mark. You were at this game, I think. What, what was uh, yeah. what was the scene like? Um, no, it was great. But, you know, just got to, you know, show some respect to the to the Wolfpack and, and other teams that have won. Uh, more than 15 plus oh, games okay, right? okay um, I ruined. yeah right. did. <laughs> um, i think that was the game you know og og had a huge game 25 um yeah 25 he was like 10 of 13 from the field um yeah and that was 
I don't know if this was the Timberwolves game or the other one where like Carl Anthony Towns just like wouldn't stop complaining. <laughs> Yo, this is the one. Uh, uh, and this he is just, the one. you know, it's just all the signs of a losing player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like it just, yeah. And this was uh, this was also D'Angelo Russell's first game with the Timberwolves. Right, right, right. Oh, yo, this um, was this was when the Timberwolves said uh, the, the coach said, "Hey, doesn't our record doesn't matter? We're one and zero." Yeah, yeah, they're one and zero. Now they're one and one. Yeah, that was that was oh. high level propaganda. No, that's crazy. Um, man. To say that you're one and zero is is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, like the this was like uh, the peak of the Raptors season, with, uh-huh. with the win streak, and and just you know they would always just beat these teams up. Like it was a pretty close game, I think, mm-hmm. until the third quarter. But like you never feel like the Raptors were going to lose these games. And yeah. they really, outside of that game that they blew against Charlotte at home, like I actually can't remember any bad losses against like bad teams. Yeah, no, it's 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 super rare. It's super rare. Um, but honestly, it, it is kind of crazy because you think about it, Carnthy Towns, uh, you know, despite, you know, all the things about him, like he's still like one of the most talented centers in the NBA, at least offensively. And the Raptors didn't have Serge Ibaka. They didn't have Marc Gasol. So they started Rondé freaking Jefferson, who's six foot five, yeah, against Carl Anthony Towns. And guess what? Rondé outplays him. Rondé with twenty one points on eight of thirteen shooting, mm-hmm. six rebounds, three steals, a plus twenty to Carl Anthony Towns, who was five of thirteen and a minus seven. Um, unbelievable stuff, man. Rondé actually has factored into some really great moments of the season. It's just he's been bad otherwise. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and this also this game also made me think. I can't believe we had a debate about. D'Angelo Russell versus Pascal. Oh my god! For oh, most that's improved, right. that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last season, I mean, Pascal was a monster in this game. Fourteen yep. for twenty-one, six three-pointers. Wow, um, thirty-four points. And like D'Angelo is on his third team now since the end of last season. And you know, he's a very skilled offensive player. But you know, I think anyone would take Pascal in that in that argument right now. Listen, if you get traded for Andrew Wiggins, it's not a good thing. No, that says a lot about you. <laughs> it says a lot about you, man. Um, <laughs> if Steve Kerr is like, yeah, he was just never really going to work out here with Steph and Clay, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like we'd literally rather have Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> they just rented him the practice facility for four months. That was wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this game was great, man. Also, I really had to watch this from Mexico City. It was, uh, yeah, my girlfriend was not thrilled necessarily that, uh, yeah. I mean, it, she but was, she, she knew, yeah, she knew that's the deal. She was understanding. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, yeah. I did leave, uh, while the Raptors were, had won 14 straight. I mean, it's not like I planned my trip around this because, you know, I planned it well ahead of time. Uh, but yeah, no, it was cool though. It was cool. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. It, was it was worth it. We had a great was, trip otherwise. <laughs> I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're pulling up Expedia right now. Um, uh, you know, yeah, flights are I, cheap uh, right now, baby. <laughs> I know I was I was uh, gonna take a week off in uh, mid March and uh, you know that was a bad call so yeah. it didn't happen. Wow! So here we are. Now you're off right yeah. now though. Yeah, I guess technically <laughs> we're uh, we're all off. Uh, Patreon link coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, support the support too much hoops on Patreon. This is a quick plug in the middle of the show. Oh yeah, shout out shout outs Brad. Yeah, yeah shout it's out Brad, Brad, right? Yeah, yeah, shout out Brad. Brad's uh, a good dude. Brad Vermutt. Yeah. Yeah, right. sounds like a knuckleball pitcher. Yeah, actually, though, no, for real, like, this, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this man throwing sixty miles per hour for sure. Oh man, uh, he's a he's a loogie. <laughs> oh come on, man! How secret of a baseball head are you? Man? No, I used to really be into baseball, man. Catch me on catch me on fan graphs. 
Oh wow! Yeah, I was on fan oh. graphs, rotographs, all the graphs. <laughs> do you do you do you know Bill Bill James, the guy who invented like sabermetric? Yeah, yeah, I read his book. He he's been like super racist on Twitter. Oh, he has been. Oh, that's unfortunate. Wow. He's like, yeah, growing up. He's like, growing up. If a baseball player was a little off, or a kid at the playground was a little off, we'd say he's a he he was a Chinese baseball guy or something. But he said something. (laughs) Yo, what does that mean? He's like, if someone was a little off, we'd call him Chinese. And I was like, what is going on? Yo. Oh my god! Wow. I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up the tweet right now. When I was a kid. The term Chinese was used for anything that was just a little bit off. A very short home run, such as at the polo grounds, was called a Chinese home run. We had a type of tree that looked like an elm, but wasn't. It was called a Chinese elm. Wow. All right. Yeah, this is this is Damn. a real tweet from March 20th. Damn. And the ratio on this is 14 retweets. First of all, I'm going to look up those 14 people. <laughs> 14 retweets. One of them is probably you. Uh, 14 no, retweets. No. 33 faves and 405 replies. That's wild, man. Why yeah. did he share this? You got some things you just got to take with you. like Because it was a discussion with uh, Lindsay Adler, who who covers the Yankees for the Athletic. She's a really great writer, actually. Okay, um, about, about Donald Trump calling it the the chinese virus word wow yeah all right um, and bill james basically was arguing that calling people racist because they refer to a virus by the place it erupted is not a generalization you don't mm. think um yeah anyways it's uh yeah it was uh it's crazy out there Damn. Right now. yeah well, i was gonna say yeah. man uh it's it's not a fun time uh it just <laughs> it's not a fun time in general because you know we got to stay home and stuff and going outside is like really uh you got to really do some preparations to go outside uh, to even go to the grocery store. But um, yeah. yeah, no, especially as uh, Asian Americans right now, it's it's tough. Yeah, it's a tough. One. And we're we're obviously one. like honestly, you know, if staying home, you know, is going to help, you know, end this pandemic, flatten the curve and stuff. Like we're pretty privileged to just be at home. Oh, and okay. have and have everything that we need. You know? That is true. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Just 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 uh, you know, just in case you know if you get canceled, I'm uh, you know, I'll take over this podcast. Oh, okay, great. You're already volunteering. Yeah. That's good. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna do top ten Ronde layups. <laughs> Yo, actually, I'd listen to that one. I don't even want to. I don't want even want to hear you describe anything. I just want to hear the audio from the rim. Yeah. <laughs> just like you hear sounds you never heard before. You know. Oh my god! Um, um, all right, what's next? Yeah, so number eight with Timberwolves. Uh, number nine. This one is a little. I mean, it's more of a circumstance kind of thing because it wasn't necessarily a great win, quote unquote. Sure. But this was in San Antonio. The Raptors winning one ten to one hundred six. The circumstances here were that Kobe passed literally an hour before this. Like the news came out that Kobe had died in a plane crash, um, and yeah, it was just it was just a crazy scene because it wasn't really sure if games were going to be played. People were calling for the season to be uh, canceled or whatever. Which, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think those same people are calling for it now, man. Uh, but. I, I thought it was just really cool because not even necessarily the, the game itself because there were some good moments, but uh, whoever it was who came up with the idea to have the back-to-back 24-second shot clock violations as a tribute to Kobe um, was really, really brilliant. And that kind of set off a chain where the rest of the league, the games that took place at night on Sunday, because there's a lot of games usually on Sunday, um, everyone basically copied that and sort of went with either that one or the eight-second backcourt violation uh, to honor Kobe. Um, I mean, how did you, how did you, how did you cover this game? This game was a weird game to cover for sure. Yeah. You know, I think just seeing the news, 
the, I saw the Kobe news when I saw TMZ tweeted and yeah. I just couldn't believe it. Right. Like I checked probably like everyone, like nine different ways to make sure that, that it wasn't a hoax. And honestly, I was surprised that they played because you could mm-hmm. tell, you know, from what they were showing, like, you know, the players were in tears and they were obviously in shock, just really distraught, even when they were at the warm up line. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, for, for the game to go on was pretty was pretty weird. And, you know, it just didn't feel like, you know, any of the players are really super into the game. It turned out to be a pretty competitive game. Like, yeah, for like, sure. Uh, I know Pascal raced out to, I think, what, he had like, what, 20 points at least in the first quarter? He had a Raptors record, 25 points in the first quarter. That's the most points scored by any Raptors player in a single quarter in franchise history. And you think about yeah. it, the Raptors got some pretty good scorers, you know, like, uh, you know, Vince, uh, DeMar. Mike James. Yeah, Mike Kawhi, James. Mike James. Yeah. Hubert Davis. Um, yeah, Jalen Rose. Danielle Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sonny Williams. Um, yeah, but it was a... Uh, it was a blowout, and then the Spurs came roaring back in the uh-huh. second half, mm-hmm. and the Raptors pulled it out. But yeah, I think just based on the circumstances, like you mentioned, and the tribute was was honestly a very like, just a brilliant idea. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially when you know you realize they probably had like what half an hour to come up with that. No, seriously, uh-huh. it was like everyone came out for warmups, and then everyone back to the locker room. Super strange scene, uh, and it was just a, a weird because you know even though it was again just strictly speaking from the quality of basketball. Well, very good game. Uh, it was a tight game. The Raptors had lost to the Spurs, you know, about like a week before that. They're going to San Antonio, not an easy place to play, even though San Antonio is not that good this year. Uh, and, you know, it's a tight game. They're making some big plays. You know, Fred with a big three. Uh, you know, Kyle Lowry makes a brilliant play to secure the win. Pascal makes a couple of plays. Uh, and it's a great finish. But even though all that's happening, literally not an ounce of emotion from anybody. It was like they were playing 2K or something, you know what I mean? Like, just very, very flat faces as they were doing great things on basketball court because, again, it was just one of those things where it was just completely overshadowed. And, um, yeah, it was it was, a, it was it was definitely a strange game to cover for sure. Yeah, what a weird season, man, between the China stuff at the start of the season, yeah. um, Kobe passing, obviously, and now this pandemic. Yeah. Um, man, Adam Silver might be uh, just like giving himself a raise after this, you know. Wow, I was gonna say, um, yeah, the the, uh, the China sub at the start of the year almost uh, you know, broke running back. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, can't wait for this to be on uh, YYZ Sports in uh, six months. <laughs> <laughs> the real story of how running back almost never even began. <laughs> Will the CCP bootlicker? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. We went to some establishments where, uh, you know, I heard about your uh, your views on the world. Uh, what? No, no, no. We're redacted. We're redacted. Yeah, no, I'm redacted. Well, you're the one who put my face on a propaganda poster. <laughs> Yo. No, they're never letting us back in, man. Never. Oh, my God. I still want to see my relatives in Hong Kong. Come no, on, man. Yeah. Well, you know. And that's going to be so hard to find when I tell you to delete it because there's no words on it. It's just <laughs> How are you even going to be able to scrub them for me? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we'll see. Uh, anyways, uh, you think you, you think Silver has a has us has smoked at least one pack of American spirits this year? Yo, uh, honestly, man, Silver, wherever you are, I'm hoping to send you uh, the rest of the American spirits I have from my trip to Portland, <laughs> where I randomly picked up American spirit. Um, you know, because you you need it, man. You need it. You deserve it. Honestly, you deserve it. Yeah, uh, he's had a he's had a tough year, but I mean, you know. Uh, number 10. Anyway, back to the list. Uh, so uh, the 10th best win of the Raptors season to date, and hopefully it, it continues. But 
It has to be the last game the Raptors played. Uh, in Utah, the Raptors win 101-92. to No Marcus All, no Fred Evleet. And then 90 seconds of the game, Norman Powell, who was fresh off averaging 28 points yeah. per game to win uh, Player of the Week for the Eastern Conference, goes down with an injury. And they still win. Again, does the common theme throughout all of this is heart of a champion. Like, all these are heart of a champion type wins. Uh, the circumstances here were, were just uh, absolutely unbelievable. Um, Gobert, I mean, look, it's unfortunate that he had COVID. But damn, we got we, we to gotta separate that to go back and slander Gobert retroactively. Because he, he, uh, he, <laughs> wow, we're, we're this, separating the two. <laughs> he played like he had COVID in this one, man. This guy. Surge, Surge dominated him. Yo, Surge had 27 and 13 and Rudy Gobert had six points. And Gobert was pulling, like, he was he was getting frustrated because, like, the Raptors, like, schemed specifically to get Gobert, uh, you know, out of the actual play. They were really dropping back and taking away, you know, basically all he can do is dunk. Like, basically, whatever James Harden said about Giannis, that's what can really be said about Gobert. Um, oh, man. And, you know, Gobert was just bad all night, getting frustrated. And then he started pulling dirty moves. And that's why this game really sticks out to me. And that's why this Gobert stuff sticks in so hard because... Remember when Serge got him up in the air with a pump fake, and then Serge went up for the layup, and Gobert went underneath them, put his elbow right. into Serge's ribs while Serge was airborne, and Serge to stay down for a while. That was a dirty play. Then he tries to fight OG at the end. He runs through OG's back, and, you know, whatever. They didn't end up fighting. Um, and then even when I walked back through this, so Gobert only had one made basket all night because he only had six points. You're not going to have a lot of made baskets with six points. But... Uh, the one basket that he made actually occurred when he kneed Serge Ibaka in the calf and knocked Serge over, and then he got open for a dunk, which is all you can do offensively. So, you know, it was just one of those games where it was real, you know, just frustrating from that perspective. But it was also just a great game of the Raptors. You know, Serge, Kyle, Pascal all had great moments. Yeah, and then this was, uh, you know, end of a five-game road trip, uh, second night of a back-to-back for them because mm-hmm. uh, they had just played Sacramento. And, you know, talk about, like, schedule losses and stuff. You expect them to, you know, you wouldn't blame them if they lost this game, just yeah. went home uh, three and two. But that's just not the type of team, you know, this team was or is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's sad, too, to talk about this game, just knowing that this was when the season got, you know, abruptly shut down. Um, you know, felt like, you know, with Fred, I think Fred was scheduled to come back. And then Norm's injury, re-injury here wasn't that serious. I was going to um, say, I saw this man bowling, like, the next day. Like, I was like, this, guy, <laughs> this guy's fine. Um, and, you know, Mark had played the night before, and they sat him up for this one. Um, you know, just, yeah, no, I don't know, man. Just really miss what, you know, what the season would have been like right now for the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I yeah. mean, yeah. They were really on the cusp of getting everyone back, you know. And, um and yeah, like some of the games that we're having, like Serge with twenty seven and thirteen, like that's incredible. First off, from Serge Ibaka to be doing that, and he's been so good all year as a starter. Yeah. Kyle Lowry with twenty one points, five rebounds, seven assists, three steals, phenomenal. He was amazing throughout the road trip. Kyle Lowry was, and then Pascal twenty seven points, career high eight assists in that game, and he had three incredible turnaround jumpers that were like, man, if he could do this consistently, like you know, that's that's some superstar type uh, type stuff right there. So. Uh, those are your top 10 wins. So to recap, number one, the 30-point comeback against the Mavericks. Number two, Joel Embiid going scoreless against the Sixers. Number three, revenge against the Celtics with Pat McCollum was getting a triple-double. Number four, upsetting LeBron with uh, Chris Boucher and Ronda Hollis-Jefferson. Uh, number five, ring night against the Pelicans. Number six, um, you know, Serge Ibaka's game winner against the Pacers. Number seven, the 40-point halftime lead against the Utah Jazz. Number eight, <laughs> 
Roddy Hollis Jefferson outplays Carl Anthony Towns uh, to beat the Timberwolves, number nine. Uh, the Raptors beating the Spurs uh, and and coming out with a tribute to honor Kobe Bryant and his passing. And then number ten, uh, you know, just the last win of the season. It was it was really good, man. Honestly, like, it's unbelievable that they've only played three quarters of a season and like they've had so many really really good memorable games. Like if I just told you any of these small anecdotes, you would have remembered everything that came in that game and. You can't take that for granted, man. It's it's honestly, there's some teams that probably struggle to even get to ten wins. Period. Yeah, no, this is a special team, man. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, obviously, health, health, and all that stuff, and what's happening in the world comes first. But really, hope there's some way for this season to restart. Um, I mean, I feel like uh, Mark might need two weeks to to work <laughs> himself back. So, well, you're, you're saying Serge Ibaka is not calling Marcus Saul and telling him. Uh... <laughs> Marcus all checking to see if LCBO is still essential business. Uh, but Marcus uh, all's at home right now making very intricate tapas. Yeah, no, shout out to Mark. But um, yeah, really want to see, just want to see what this team can do. You know, obviously it's not going to happen in, in in the setting that we're you know expecting eighty two game season and then the playoffs. Um, but I guess that's a whole different conversation of you know how that's going to affect each team. But man. You know, just with with the, with the guys going to free agency and stuff, we just really love to see this team have a chance at making whatever a playoff run will look like now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then just to end the podcast, I actually had ten other wins that just missed a cut, and no, I'm not no, even exaggerating. You really, you really, you really squeezing out this content right now. Well, listen, there's nothing else to do. Uh, <laughs> can't wait till I recap every single one of these games again. Let's do ten top ten losses next time, bro. <laughs> Number one is when they lost to the Hornets, man. That that game was terrible. And then Terrence Davis didn't foul. What was? I was and then oh man, no, no, no. That Terrence Davis didn't foul. That was the game against OKC. That was pretty bad. But whatever. OKC is a good team. Uh, the game yeah. hey, who commits the foul? Oh, Rondé. Rondé fouling Terry Rozier oh, yeah. before the ball got inbounded. The home Yikes. loss to the Spurs was pretty bad too. Yeah, uh, the, the loss uh, to Portland with Melo. Yeah, they should have beaten Portland. Um, getting blown out by the Clippers. Yeah, home. getting getting uh, Christmas Day getting ruined. Yeah, well, I guess we just did that. Yo, the Miami game when they they missed like forty three pointers. Oh yeah, when they scored like fifty seven points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the, that's that podcast. There's, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the losses are memorable too, because only because they're so few. But anyway, here are the next top ten. Here are the next ten that missed uh, the cut in terms of wins for the Raptors. I'm gonna go through them quickly. Uh, one fourteen Raptors, one oh six Blazers. This is on the road. Do you remember this game? Yeah, this was when they didn't have a bunch of their guys, right, at the end of the road trip. Yeah. And this game uh, I could say that for I could say that for any game. I was gonna say that is absolutely true. Uh but that that the the biggest thing from this game was that uh Fred Van Bleed had thirty points and Damian Lillard had nine. Like that's nuts mm-hmm. to think about, man. Dame yeah. Lillard had had like a six hundred plus game streak of scoring double digit points, and the Raptors held him to nine points. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, uh Raptors one thirty two, Hornets ninety six. Uh, this is at home. Uh, only thing memorable about this game is the fact that the Raptors set a fr- franchise record with 40 assists. Just think about that. 40 assists is a lot, man. There are a lot of games in the Dwayne Casey pound the rock era where they struggle to get to 20. 40. Yeah, no, beautiful. Be- the beautiful game. Uh, another game against the Hornets. Uh, Raptors win 112 to 110 in overtime against the Hornets. Uh, do you remember this one? 
Yeah, this was uh, the Terry Ter- Terrence Davis uh, talking shit to, to Terry Rozier. Yep, yep. And yeah, Serge Ibaka committed the same foul Rondé committed. Oh, yeah, that's also right. Also against the Hornets. That's right. To, to force overtime. And then Serge was incredible in overtime. Him and Terrence Davis carried them through the win. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, then, and then Serge was like, you better not eat a donut after this. <laughs> Yo, Terrence Davis was like, bro, why are you fouling people before the inbound, man? <laughs> Um, another one here, Raptors beating the Hawks 122-117. to 117. This was on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, do you remember anything about this game? Oh, man. See, I didn't do research for these. Um, this this game got really tight at the end. The Raptors blew it. Yeah, yeah they almost choked. But Norman Powell. Norman Powell oh, this is the first, right. like, like, Norman Powell going nuts. Like, I mean, there were other games where he had great games, but this was the one where he used to take pull-up threes, uh, he was even passing the ball and recording assists. Like he was doing everything, and he, and he he stepped up in this game, and he had some bad turnovers at the end, whatever. But yeah, it was a great game, man. Um, Raptors Sixers, the Raptors winning one hundred seven to ninety five. This is at home against Sixers. Uh, it was just a real solid win, and you know mm-hmm. beating the Sixers is still an accomplishment. Uh, Fred was really good in that game. Pascal was. Decent. I, they were shorthanded as well, but whatever. This is on here because they beat the Sixers. Uh, when they beat the Pacers, one fifteen to one hundred six. This is in Indiana, right after the Raptors. Uh, Serge Ibaka hit that three. Um, do you remember this one? This is also a heart of the championship type of win. Yeah, I don't remember much about this one. Who stepped up in this one? This one. Okay, so Kyle Lowry gets hurt. Okay, and so they had to finish the game with Terrence Davis, and Terrence Davis made a whole bunch of big threes. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. Kyle went down. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. It's just it's uh, unbelievable, and they had like no norm, like just yeah, no actually, mark, whatever. Yeah, they they barely like held on in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was good. Uh, Raptors beating the Nets one nineteen to one eighteen. This is during the fifteen game win streak. Um, this is OG guarding Karis Levert at the end. Yeah, I think that was probably their best defensive play of the season. Was yeah, was OG was coming with that uh, clutch stop? Him asking to, to guard him was was great. Uh, Raptors Pacers Raptors winning one twenty seven to one uh, one twenty seven to eighty one. Uh, yeah, this is the Matt Thomas mixtape. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say I, 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 I should have yeah. just put this on top ten just for you. Yeah, I was actually a little offended to see it just throwing in honorable mentions, but no, Matt Thomas went off. Um, yeah, the prophecy. The prophecy was fulfilled. Yeah, and um, yo, the, the Pacers. I know they're like. You know, they were working back, Victor Oladipo working through some things. But beating a team by 40 points at Yo. home of that caliber, like, that's pretty impressive. 46 points. And then, of course, that's... they didn't didn't have their full roster either. Um, no, but, like, that's pretty impressive, though. Yeah, that's that's amazing, man. Also, everyone getting Matt Thomas the uh, shots at the end was great. You know? Why didn't they do that all season? Uh, yeah, I've been, uh, been asking that all year. But yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I have Raptors Kings on here. Raptors one eighteen, Kings one thirteen. This is the win on the road in Sacramento. Pascal had to make all these great plays, and I remember this one just because. I mean, it was played you know very recently. Uh, it was during that West Coast road trip before the season got canceled. But um, you know, the Raptors in the last five minutes of the game scored on every single possession from the five minute mark onward. That's unbelievable. I don't think I don't. I've never seen a team execute like that. Unless it was LeBron versus the Raptors, but whatever. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we should recap those all the LeBron games. <laughs> man. <laughs> Let me know, man. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I- I'm already uh, miserable enough right now, so I-, I don't need I don't need to add more stress. Hey, the Raptors have pretty good clutch stats this year, right? 
Yeah, they were the second best clutch team in the NBA this year, which is kind of yeah. amazing when you think about it because they lost Kawhi, who was their closer. And they don't feel like a team that like always has like go to plays. No, um, they just make it happen. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's weird. And it's a, it's weird because it's their offense is much better than their defense in crunch time. Their crunch time is still good. Uh, defense was still good. They were like tenth, but they were right. second overall in uh in, in crunch time offense behind OKC, who was actually the tenth game that just missed the cuts. Raptors one thirty, uh, OKC one twenty one. This was a game that started the fifteen game win streak. The Raptors actually went up thirty in this one, played some incredible basketball, and then they gave up the entire lead, and they had to like scrape it out at the end. But um. Oh yeah, this felt like Just it was going to be an old old school Raptors loss. Yeah. Like it would have been perfect for the Raptors to like uh, come back from thirty and then lose and then blow a thirty point lead. <laughs> but you know, it's a different Raptors team now. Never happened, man. So yeah, it's a different Raptors team. There you go. We've recapped twenty wins on the Raptors season. Yeah, um, you can you can you can either listen to this podcast or watch Uncut Gems. I think it's the same length. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe make it a double feature if you sync it Yo. together. Uh, the final scene is going to happen right now. <laughs> yeah, are, are you going to rewatch Uncut Gems? You got to make more Uncut Gems comment, man, content, man. We got to yeah, uh, uh, Uncut Gems the podcast. Yeah, I'm available to write about, uh, do 10 things about every scene of Uncut Gems. Right. So uh, let me know. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Patreon coming soon. Yeah, a couple wow. of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that does it for the podcast. Alex, thanks for coming on. Um, watch Run It Back. What, what other things we got to plug? Yeah, watch, watch, run it back, and um, yeah, I don't know. That's it, man. <laughs> Have some other stories okay. coming, but but uh, you know, things are things are grinding to a halt. Everybody, just you know, Yo, stay wash safe. your hands, wash your hands, stay safe, stay educated, all that stuff. Mm. Um, I know it's a, I know it's a weird, difficult time right now, but you know, well, we'll we'll make it. I think. Okay. All right. Yeah. Real, po- <laughs> real positive ending, man. We'll make it. I think. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, seriously, people, listen, public health is a public duty. It's everyone's duty. Like, we all have to practice extremely, and look, this is a very weird measures right now, but you kind of have to do it, man. You have to do it. Um, you know, this is, this is serious and we got to really care for, not just like, it's, 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 we're even past the point where we thought, okay, this thing was only going to affect like the elderly and immunocompromised people, um, First off, that should have been enough to make people care. But, uh, you know, a lot of people were operating with, you know, we're young. We're not going to be affected. It's affecting everyone right now. And we're seeing what's happened, what what has happened throughout East Asia, uh, what's happening right now in Iran, in Italy, in Spain, in France, in the UK, soon come, in New York. Uh, it's it's coming. So please, please take every precaution and just be considerate at this point. You know what I mean? It's not about you. It really isn't. It's not about you. Um, yeah, no, you're doing a, like you're saying, you're doing a service for society. Yeah. Yeah. So wash your hands and cover your mouth. Yeah. Avoid people. If you see me on the street, cross the other way. I won't, I won't be offended this time, but yeah, you, but you won't see me on the street though. Yeah. I haven't been outside for like nine days, but yeah. Yeah. Do you have sunlight in your house. What's going on? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying my best. What is this property brothers now? Wow. Okay. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> Why can't we be Asian property brothers? Shout out Mark Savell too, man. Unfortunately, he had to postpone his wedding. His oh, wedding yeah, was yeah. supposed to be in two weeks. It's now been uh, moved to uh, October on my birthday. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I guess I will be celebrating um, at his wedding. You'll, yeah. you'll have free drinks. It'll be great. Hopefully, society, everything will be back to normal by then. But, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I was going to say, wow. Yeah, Mark Savell getting the shout out. You better listen to this yeah. one. 
Yeah, are we doing uh can we do a two uh two minutes of uh of uh, soccer uh Premier League? Or? Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's going, what's so, going on? Yeah. We're we're in agreement that Liverpool should just be crowned uh the Premier League champions. A- absolutely. I'm, this is even without select. bias, man. Like they they yeah. I think they needed like six more points to clinch. And they were definitely gonna do that. Yeah, and shout outs to our guy, uh how do you pronounce his name? Jurgen? Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> Oh my god! Did I just get excited? Oh, it's Jurgen, Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> um, god! You know, he's, yeah. Shout out uh, to him, man. Yeah, shout out, shout out to him, man. For what reason? Uh, it's unclear. I'm on his Wikipedia page right now. He, he's but... an incredible. He's an incredible manager. First off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, you know, he's 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 just like uh, there's a great there's a great clip of you know whatever Liverpool lost that match, but he was coming into uh, their match against Atletico. And some home fan was trying to like dap him, and he was just like, "Get the hell out of here, man!" <laughs> like, sl- like basically <laughs> oh, yeah. slapped his hand away. He, he didn't make contact, and whatever, he slapped the air. But like, yeah, you know, that's that's what you need to be doing to everyone right now. All right, anyone who comes up to you right now, you know, yeah. just push them away, man. Just just don't be around people. Like, if you need to go out for a walk or whatever, I think that's fine. Obviously, and and you yeah, know, yeah. I know there are people that need to be out for you know work and certain tasks, but you know. Uh, just, people, uh, people got dogs and stuff, but like, yeah, 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 all of that stuff. But you know, um, yeah, I, I think we're just repeating ourselves now. So yeah, no, but we can't stress it enough, man. Can't stress it enough. So, uh, yeah, watch run it back again. Actually, you know, if you if you listen, you got to ration your entertainment too during this. Yeah, just uh, just pull up, run it back, and just uh, watch it again. Refresh it. Watch, yeah, refresh it. Watch Kawhi. Times. Watch man. Just two idiots. Oh yeah. Two idiots oh saying it was ninety nine point eight percent chance. Yeah, watch. Yeah, I'm actually kind of mad because, like, on one of our early run it back episodes, we made predictions for the season. Ooh, that's right. And I and I had the Raptors at fifty five wins and the number two seed, which seemed like it was pretty much going to hit. Yeah. So. Wow. It's tough. It's tough. I, I, lo- I love to be right. You know, I love to be right. I think I said I Raptors had Raptors third seed with like fifty three wins or something like that. So. Yeah, but you would have revised that I think like a week and two, like three weeks into the season. Yeah, yeah definitely. Would you have? Yeah. Well, right after that Lakers win. Yeah, so. I think um, I think what you should do, podcast idea wise, is that yeah, at some point let's just uh, let's just role play and pretend the playoffs have started, and we'll do uh, <laughs> and we'll recap games as if they just happened. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, wow, I can't believe uh, I can't believe Nick has a uh, Matt Thomas in that Jody Meek spot. Wow, I can't... one minute left in the second quarter. Yeah. First star for Matt Thomas, who had 48 points against the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Gerald Henderson Award goes to uh, DJ Wilson again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it would be DiVincenzo uh, for sure. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no, seriously. He's had a nice year for uh, Milwaukee, but, you know, man, yeah. damn. Yeah, yeah life is weird without basketball, man. I mean, it's that's, that's very trivial in the grand scheme of things, but it's also not, you know? I really thought I got really excited when you know TSN and Sportsnet said they were going to do the rewatch. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, this is going to give me some sort of routine every night. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to relive this. And legit, like halfway through game one against <laughs> Orlando, I was like, I can't. I really can't do. You're this. like, yo, the Raptors are down 12 to Orlando. No, screw this, man. <laughs> no, I was like, this is just like it's. There's no value in rewatching this right now. Yeah. No. It's- it's uh, I watched. I mean, I think there's a select number of games you can rewatch there. Like, I think once it gets to the Buck series, I think it'll be very entertaining to watch. You know that sweep, and then um, and then the, the Warrior series. But like honestly, the Sixer series, 
you know, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, TSN. I'm sorry, Sportsnet. But the, the Sixers series is not fun to watch, man. It's a grind. It's a it's a dogfight. They have some really really low lows. Like game four, uh, game three when they lost in Philly, Embiid's doing the mm-hmm. airplane. Uh, Siakam's getting bottled up so hard he has to kick Embiid and then hurts himself by kicking Embiid. Like, there's a lot of low moments that you don't necessarily want to revisit, but yeah, you know, no, it, we, it gets better. We it took sports better. for we took sports for granted, man. You think about how much sports is on, like on a day to day basis. Usually, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and now we have nothing. Okay, I mean, there's other other things in life, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it yeah. doesn't appear so when media members are starting to rap. Yeah, yeah, wasn't say um, let's let's uh, let's leave with a recommendation. You know, even though we tr- <laughs> I've tried to sign off on this podcast like six times, <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's, st- it's still going. It's okay. <laughs> How much time is going on in this intro? Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, what, what recommendations? What are you watching? Uh, what, what are you uh, wasting your time um, with? I just finished uh, Tiger King on Netflix. It's a documentary what? about um, yo. This is the one everyone's been talking about. It's about this guy named Joe Exotic. He runs a zoo in Oklahoma, and he breeds uh, lions and tigers. Um, basically, what? like it's a dive. Yes, and he gets and he gets charged for a plot to murder another cat owner who lives in Florida. It's a seven part. Oh yeah, of course, documentary. Yeah, you. Have as soon to, as you like, said Florida, this uh, made sense, man. Yeah, you, you have to watch this. Um, um, I've started rewatching Lost. You remember Lost? Yeah, I do remember Lost. I did not watch it, man. I'm I'm good, dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, working my way through Better Call Saul. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, just reading. Uh, what am I reading right now? Let me see. Yeah. Reading some Carl Carl Sagan Cosmos. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about you? Uh, I'm finally starting on Severance. I'm only okay, like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah a couple pages in, but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's uh fitting for these times. Uh, what else? Uh, I watched Ugly Delicious season two. It came out on Netflix. So oh yeah, I, I watched fun. the first episode when he was doing like baby food, and I was like, yeah, you're not interested. You're like, no, nah, I want to see, <laughs> I want to see Asian people. I don't want to see, <laughs> I don't want to see your babies. Yeah, no, I have thoughts about yeah. Anyways, yeah, you should check out Severance by Link Ma. It's yeah, nice definitely. Uh, what else? Um, what else have I been watching? Really? Oh, I started watching Nora from Queens. It's okay. Oh, that's with our our girl Aquafina. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to rewatch some shows. I think I might rewatch Breaking Bad as well. Nah, man. I uh, felt like Breaking Bad is really not rewatchable just because once you know the twists, that's all there was to it. Like you're not gonna rewatch for the show, I don't know, the show man. quality like, as you would with like Wire or Sopranos. But wow, I love how that's, uh, that's probably a hot take that people are gonna kill. We're, yeah. we're just uh, Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald. This now. is my transition to becoming Bill Simmons. Uh, <laughs> You, you can be Ryan yeah. Rosillo. We can. Uh, you got to go to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I really miss the gym. Yeah, so, uh, I actually ordered ordered like a bike kind of bike oh, on wow. Amazon. But okay, but now, look but at this because... man with the Peloton money. Okay, wow. No, but, but okay, chill. Uh, Patreon <laughs> coming soon. But now because um, I don't know if you know, but like uh, Amazon and I think some other businesses are now classifying like purchases as as essential and non essential. Uh huh. So my my it was supposed to arrive on Monday, but now it's like been moved to like a month from now. <laughs> I mean, you'll you'll yeah. survive, man. You'll survive without no, this no. freaking stationary no, bike. Um, you know, I was just inspired by Surge. You know. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, Surge. Uh, if not, you need a Zoom link, man, let let us know, man. We're available. Yo, Surge, uh, listen. I, I know you're. I, I you know every you know that chair that Surge uh, does all his Facetimes in. You know that was also <laughs> the chair he sat in. 
uh, when when me and him were on the podcast. <clears throat> yeah, when he was like, uh, "What? Uh, another Chinese reporter from Yahoo's coming?" Again? They're like, "Wait, you didn't get it the first time? What happened?" <laughs> He's like, "Wait, were you on How Hungry Are You or not? Right. Why are you asking me about it?" <laughs> He's like, "Why? Why are you better dressed than me in my house?" <laughs> Yo, we still need to expose you for making fun of one of Serge's pregame fits. Yo, come on. No, we got to expose those shoes, all right? Those red velvet shoes, they, they were not it. <laughs> I stand by this. Oh, man. All right, man. Uh, appreciate this uh, 45-minute outro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, this week, actually, on the Rappers Overthink podcast, I'm actually uh, – we have a special guest coming tomorrow where we're going to discuss more about uh, Canada's decision to withdraw from – uh, the upcoming 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, which also appeared to be now getting pushed back, according to one IOC member, Mr. Dick uh, Pound. Yeah, Richard Pound. Yeah. Why did he? Yeah, why does he insist on going with Dick Pound? But you know, Richard whatever. LB. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Get out of here, man! All right. So, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Alex, for coming on the show. Uh, watch running back again, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll, there's uh, more content to come. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.